Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. Welcome back. My name is Chris Pullman. And I am Lori Ackerman. And this week we'll be talking about two season nine episodes. Episode 9, Taking the Fifth, and Episode 10, Operation Friendship. Episode 9, Taking the Fifth, begins in OR, and they're in there for a long time. In fact, six hours for only eight patients because um, the U.S. banned using Curare, and they have to use nitric oxide, which puts the patient out, but his muscles and... Um, everything inside still moves and wiggles and it's hard to operate. Mm -hmm. Now every other country can uh, continue to use Karari, but for some reason did they say why? Um, it was banned in the US. So um, that's one of the problems. Um, and something else that is going on is Hawkeye keeps trying with the nurses, <laughs> but they are ignoring him. They're sick of his same old, same old stuff. Um, a, a Canadian um, company clerk comes, sees Klinger, he has a, gives him a bottle of wine, and Hawkeye thinks this bottle of wine might help um, help his way with the nurses. Is yeah. that how you would say it? He puts sure. up a little offer on the bulletin board mm -hmm. looking for someone that might want to spend some time with him and his Bordeaux. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess those are the two main the Carrari and the Bordeaux are the two main things that are happening in this episode. And mm -hmm. Yeah, and they it, kind of intersect. It's a busy episode. It though. is. There's yeah, a, like seems so. to be so much going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would agree. Um, yeah, you know, I I think it's interesting um, whenever somebody from a different unit comes into MASH and says, oh, this is great food, like the Canadian did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Max, this is the best food ever. You should see the slop that we have to eat compared to this. It's nothing. And, and I'm sure if Klinger went there, he would probably love their food just mm, for the change of yeah. something different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the the Canadian was like, oh, this is the best fruit cocktail I've ever had, Max. So that's how you know, Max oh, gives him... Uh, two cases, actually, a fruit he, cocktail. Mm -hmm. And that's when the Canadian gives him back... Um, a 47 Bordeaux. Mm -hmm. Only three years old, apparently. So which places us firmly in 1950. <laughs> Just... Pointing out that the timeline is in flux. <laughs> um, but yeah, Klinger ends up giving it to Hawkeye to settle a $5 debt. Hawkeye is handling it when when Charles comes into the swamp, who offers him... $25. $25. And then, um, talking with Klinger, Charles says that where they are in combat he would happily give Klinger forty dollars actually I think 30, he said thirty thirty dollars a bottle Klinger kind of plays him when he mm -hmm. finds out he can get some more mm -hmm. 
and raises it to 40. Yeah, risk of dying increases, I think, what Klinger <laughs> said, because he had to go to the front to get it, basically. How does he end up going to the front, though, to get it? Well, uh, Colonel Potter decides, after another session in OR, that it's not worth it to live by the army regs and use only nitrous oxide, so he's getting on the radio with the uh, Canadian outfit and trading for curare. And, and while they're there, they might as well get some more wine. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> oh. Good one. Ah, Chris, oh my. You're right on it today. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll go with that. That was totally intentional. <laughs> oh, but the Jeep overheated. Yep. And guess who forgot to fill the water <laughs> jug? Klinger. Poor Klinger. He can't cut a break, that guy, you know? No. So the only liquid that they had that they could use to help the overheating Jeep was, of course, the wine. The wine. So, in Potter's words, he orders the wine for the Jeep, <laughs> and they have to put the whole five 200-liter bottles, or the whole liter of it, into the Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, give me a horse over one of these old Jeeps anytime. Mm -hmm. But the horse would have needed to drink water also. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, he mentioned about the horse springing a leak like the radiator did. <laughs> But, um, yeah, back at MASH, Hawkeye, once he got that bottle of Bordeaux, had put up a rather lewd uh, personal ad on the bulletin board suggesting a rendezvous with a nurse. And uh, it sort of worked. He got three <laughs> letters. Mm -hmm. I love the letters. That One saying it would be great to have a belt with him from Chastity. The belt? <laughs> One, like that one saying that uh, in happier times she used to enjoy Bordeaux with her husband. And happily married. From, yeah. <laughs> and then the last one was from Sweet Preserves. And, and hers uh, was perfect for Hawkeye. Yeah. And, uh, and we end up seeing out, seeing that the nurses all kind of got together and pulled one over on Hawk. Because it, it was just a very, again, a very lewd suggestion from him. Um, and so, what what was the quote from Margaret at the end? When, um, is it Lieutenant Palmer comes in? And, and then, well, yeah, she, Lieutenant Palmer says, I don't know if I'll be enough nurse or enough woman for you, Hawkeye. So she calls in the rest of the nursing staff. And then Margaret says, well, this is, this should be, um... Uh, a fantasy come true for you, Hawkeye. But you've seen one nurse. You've seen them all. <laughs> not not the one. That's what Hawkeye says. Yes. Yeah. But what was Margaret's line? I didn't write her line down. What was this it? is a dream come true for you, Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. Okay. You've been had Dad. by the whole nursing staff. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, and it, it was... He did look happy, though. I don't think he uh, was upset. I mean, it wasn't what he expected. I think he enjoyed... The attention. I think he enjoyed the attention, and I think he appreciated um, that he was had. Yes. You know, yeah. it's like, okay. He's one that can take it. Yeah. You know, he he plays the game, and so when he gets caught, he, he takes it well. 
It was funny, though, because Klinger knew that there were a lot of snipers on the way to the Canadian camp. So he dressed as old Klinger in a little dress and put Just Married sign on the back of the Jeep with mm-hmm. a bunch of cans. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fun to see old Klinger again. I yeah. know Laura had mentioned that, too. Yeah, yeah, it, it was interesting, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of I'm not comical... Be, I'm not being buried in the uniform, sir. <laughs> When Potter questioned him about um, not being in the, the little girl phase anymore. Um, yeah, that I think that really covers it. It does. It, it, a lot of little one-liners that you'll mm-hmm. catch in this one that just make it fun and mm-hmm. interesting to listen to. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, 47 Bordeaux. Yep. Yeah. That's all I have. That's all I have, too. Yeah. Um, a few things from IMDb. Uh, let's see here. So the title is a combination of puns. One is based on the act of refusing to testify under oath. And, of course, the other is a reference to the old way of measuring alcohol using the English imperial amounts. Uh, before going to the metric system, large bottles like a fifth of scotch held one-fifth of a gallon. Um, also worth mentioning, 2nd Battalion of Princess Patricia's Light Infantry, which is where the, the Canadian, um, let's see here, Corporal Colin Turnbull, um, was supposedly from, was stationed in Korea from December 18th, 1950 to November 4th, 1951. It was obviously during the warm part of the year. That puts the episode in the spring or summer of 1951. This actually would have been before Colonel Potter took command on 19 September 1952. A couple other things. The Canadian unit is stated to be, again, 2nd Battalion Princess Patricia's Light Infantry. An infantry unit would not have curare. Also, Potter mentions that the U.S. Army had recently banned the use of curare. The U.S. Army never approved the use of Carrara yeah. in the first place. So, uh, no. And um, before getting the French wine, Klinger has an encounter with the company clerk from the Canadian unit who teases him by reminding him that the Montreal Royals always beat the Toledo Munheads. This would be impossible considering that the team played in rival AAA leagues. The Royals in the International League and the Mud Hens were at the time in the American Association and never faced each other in regular or postseason games. But what fun would that be? <laughs> this is Mash World. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, another timeline note. BJ mentions that the 47 Chateau Marneau Bardot is already four years old. This place is the episode firmly in 1951. Uh, let's see here. Hawkeye mentions when he hears that, um, when he hears that Charles was getting five bottles, my apologies, a fifth of a gallon would be about 757 milliliters, huh? That's news to me. All right. When Charles informs Hawkeye that he will soon have five bottles, Hawkeye responds, you could have your way with the Dion quintuplets. 
born in 1953, the Dion quintuplets were the first quintuplets known to survive their infancy, and quite famous at the time for that fact. Uh, and what else do we have here? Okay, that. Huh. The insignia on the door of Turnbull's truck is that of the Canadian Army Medical Corps, but his shoulder sleeve insignia is that of the 25th Canadian Infantry Brigade, which became part, which became the parent unit of um, the what he stated he was part of in May 1951. So again, firmly in 1951. Yeah. I, that that's all I actually have on that one. Finally, that's a lot of notes. But yeah, I do this, love the episodes where Margaret works together with her nurses yeah, the way she did. I, I and agree. you know they were all working together. Mm -hmm. This is the newer Margaret. Yeah. No, I agree. I like that. Uh, guest stars recurring cast. We had Charles Hallahan as Corporal Colin Turnbull, Margaret Margie Impert as Lieutenant Palmer, Judy Farrell as Nurse Abel, Jan Jordan as Nurse Baker, with uncredited appearances by Gwen Farrell, Kelly Nakahara, Joanne Thompson, and Sherry Saba. Production code for Taking the Fifth was Z407. Writers were Elias Davis and David Pollock. Director was Charles S. Dubin. The original air date was January 19, 1981. All right, next up, episode 10, Operation Friendship. So basically, two through plot lines here start from the same incident. Um, Max ends up forgetting to move the towel hamper. Charles trips over it. Him and Max go back over by the autoclave to clean up the towels, right the ham hamper. Uh, the generator fluxes for a moment, which somehow increases the pressure in the autoclave to the point where it, it's about to blow. Max sees that, pushes Charles out of the way. BJ comes in, gets hit with the blast of uh, high-pressure air from the autoclave, gets knocked on his uh, caboose. Klinger breaks his nose. So this brings us to the two plot lines. One is... Klinger with a broken nose and a Winchester who feels eternally in his debt for approximately a day and a half. <laughs> that is eternally for yeah. Winchester, I think. Where, where he's, you know, Charles is trying to repay the debt and, and Klinger is taking advantage. Uh, on the other hand, uh, BJ landed on his hand and injured his arm. Potter and Hawk can't find anything on the x-ray, but knowing that BJ needs some rest to recuperate that hand, they call in some reinforcements, and the guy they end up calling in... Captain Traeger. Captain, right, Norm Traeger, is a, uh, a hand, uh, like a specialist in hands. So he's taking a look at BJ's hand. But more wounded come in, BJ's helping out in triage, bumps his hand, and it's just incredibly painful, apparently. You can, they do a good job with makeup. His hand looks white. Um, Hawkeye says it's cold to the touch, and uh, 
they determined that it's a compartment hemorrhage. And Traeger, who's in OR with them at the time, says you need to operate on it now or else he'll lose the function of his hand. For a surgeon, that's a pretty important function. Yeah, so Hawkeye takes over for Traeger so that Traeger can go and operate on BJ. And they end up, you know, Traeger does his thing, his specialty, uh, takes care of the hand, and all is right with the world. Oh, and Klinger gets a little bit of just desserts because, um, again, he's taking advantage of Charles, um, of, of Charles' generosity, and he's having Charles read a very... Vulgar-esque, I wrote. Yeah, vul <laughs> vulgar book, and um, finally Charles has it, and he basically shreds it and gives Klinger a tipper, ticker Tick. tape... Uh, parade in his office as he showers Klinger with the pieces of the book. But those are the two uh, plots. Kind of interesting. Normally you see, like, it, in the last episode we saw this plot of Curare and the wine come together at the end here. The two plots start in the same point. But don't end together. Yeah, they start in the same point and then go their own ways. So that's it's kind of turning the normal dynamic of the plots on its head. But any anything? Well, I think it's important to note that Traeger and um, Hawkeye have this intense right away dislike for each other. Mm -hmm. They um, are both very good at what they do, yeah. and both are used to being in charge. Mm -hmm. And Hawkeye had to mention many times that he is in charge. Yeah. So um, there was definitely not a love. Love, love relationship. Love, love, right. It was um, hate, hate. It was hate, hate. And yeah. Hawkeye kept reminding him that I am BJ's doctor. I am taking care well, of the situation. Uh, now, you know, in my mind, when I was watching that, it wasn't reminding Traeger. It was stating oh, to yeah. Traeger. You know, just the difference being um, that Hawkeye felt like he was being put aside. Which he kind of was, because Traeger was a specialist. Exactly. Which he would probably have sent him to, but I think he didn't like the fact that Potter did it without yeah. him he, knowing. Yeah, he, you know, he outright said, I, I don't appreciate you going over my head to do this. And Traeger is just like, hey, I'm here. Am I going to do this thing or not? And you're lucky to have me. Yeah. He, he, he was good, and he knew he was good. He was... Um, Kind of a Winchester, but a little snottier, I think. Yeah, yeah. It it was like it was the Winchester attitude, without the nice. um. Well, yeah, I was gonna say Winchester is so pompous, but this guy was pompous and and I don't know. Yeah, well, that, I'm what I'm trying to get at is yeah, it's it's that, but without like the upper class refinement. Exactly. That that veneer of civility that. Winchester has this uh, Traeger lacked that right the, completely. the still caring like Winchester still cares for people I think Traeger does too he's just he's Wheaties he's not Frosted Flakes oh okay <laughs> there's there's no there's sugar no coating, sugar coating. That, it, no that's the way yeah he knows it it's like well and he said I'm I've got to be the oldest drafty 
So he was drafted for what he could do. And I think that was a large part of it, too, is he just did not appreciate, you know, being ordered around, especially by, as he stated to Hawkeye, somebody who probably still would be in residency. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not so sure about that. I, I, I get it, but Hawkeye has gray hair at this point. Yeah, you're right. And he's been there a long time. I just... I, I get what he's saying, but Hawkeye has gray hair. He's, there's no way. There's no way he's still like 22 or whatever. No, it wouldn't be that. I mean, early no, 30s. No, he wasn't, yeah. There's no, I don't see no. that. Maybe, but I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. It was fun watching Winchester do Klinger's job, or yeah. at least attempt to. Mm-hmm. Because he actually, at the beginning, belittled Max. You know, oh, oh yeah. you forgot to do that. Well, you always forget something, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you're in, if you're I was completely a surgeon, incapable. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, if I, what was the line? If I was... A surgeon the way you're a, uh, whatever you a, are. A company, <laughs> a company clerk, clerk. I would be known as Winchester the Ripper. Yeah, so, you know, he definitely, and then he took over his job, and I mm. think fell asleep, like, on the chair. Well, yeah, reading the Klinger. You know, Winchester, he has to be the best at everything, so he had to take over Klinger's job and do it better. He had Mm -hmm. to, you know, take care of Klinger and do his job and do it better. (laughs) Yeah, Winchester always pays his debts, Debts. and Klinger just... Took advantage. Yeah. At first, you know, he didn't want it. Yeah, and And Winchester had to force it on him. But once he got used to it, he really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't like seeing that side of Klinger, but we've seen yeah. we've seen like before. And I, I get it, because Winchester is not, like, the most lovable guy always. <laughs> I understand where Klinger doing that would come from. I did like the ending, though, um, where Traeger was so cocky. And um, what did uh, Honeycutt, he's like, well, I should have died on the table. That oh, is yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. When, um, because Honey, you know, BJ saw that Hawkeye was not pleased with Traeger, and yeah, so he said to get back at him, I should have just died right there on the table. And that Hawkeye, would have showed him. Yeah, Hawkeye's like, well, then we would have had the last laugh. And <laughs> you, Wait a minute. I would have had the last <laughs> laugh. You, you, you wouldn't have. <laughs> but, yeah. So, again, two very filled episodes, with, yeah. but a, filled with, like, a lot of smaller things that you need to watch with us and let us know. Uh, a few goofs, a few factoids goofs. about factoids. these episodes. Um, some anachroni- uh, an anachronism in this episode. We see nurses opening disposable latex surgical gloves. First disposable latex surgical gloves weren't produced until 1964. You're kidding. Before that, the gloves were heavier and were re-sterilized after each each use. So, Mm. there's that. Um, Let's see here. I wonder if they were claw. You know, in order to re-sterilize them, they couldn't have been rubber, right? Before that, the gloves were heavier and were re-sterilized after each use. There's no way that they would have been cloth. You think they were rubber? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
cloth wouldn't the the whole point of having like a rubber latex glove it's to not catch everything yeah so that it, it's a non-permeable barrier yeah, to blood true. and everything oh yeah that's true <laughs> yeah uh, i mean i'm just i was just trying to figure out how they sterilize alcohol oh, okay i would think yeah that makes sense you know i mean that's i'm how thinking they... of sterilization as like the sterilizers where you put them in and it you know steams oh. it off and i guess it would be alcohol i didn't even think of alcohol yeah alcohol otherwise i mean if depending on what the heat tolerance of that was i mean there, we have rubber rubber spatulas in the kitchen that can withstand up to oh, like yeah. 425 degrees of heat sure. so i don't think I don't think most bacteria can survive to that heat. No. So. I wouldn't think so. So, there's that. Uh, Tim O'Connor. Ba ba ba. Read that. Um. Okay. I think we talked about all that. I'm looking between IMDb and uh, Mash Wiki that we use. Oh yeah. Uh, guest stars recurring cast we have Tim O'Connor as Captain Norman Trager Kelly Nakahara and Gwen Farrell in uncredited appearances they're pretty much on every episode now so I don't know why they don't get credited neither, but yeah I, neither do I I don't know what the yeah maybe so that they didn't have to pay them or pay know. them as much that I, makes sense yeah uh, production code was Z412 Writer was Dennis Koenig, director was Rena Down, and original air date was January 26, 1981. Hmm. So. Any, any other comments on... I'm just looking through. No, I think we touched on everything. Okay. Cool. Then, um... How about you? Anything? Oh, oh good, good episodes. Um... I, I, one of the parts that stood out to me in the, um, taking the fifth episode was just when Hawkeye read the, the letter from Sweet Preserves and, uh -huh. and it mentioned the, that look you give Can that you turns me oh, yes. to jelly. It's like, oh, I know it's coming next. That was a neat part where then he goes around the mess tent and starts giving all these nurses the look, the look and the one just looks at him and just starts laughing <laughs> that was so funny it was good yeah i like the that. way she laughed mm -hmm. you know <laughs> it's, it's the kind of laugh that kind of goes yeah right through you and you have to laugh along like you can't be crabby when that scene happens yeah that was great oh but yeah it, it um like gloria started to say before um let us know what you think uh find us online going to narclaninc.com that's n-a-r-c-l-a-n-i-n-c.com go to the podcast link go to the whiskey and mash page there on the top of the page are two links there's an email link you can email the podcast and let us know what you think or follow the other link that goes to our facebook follow us there and you can um comment whenever we post the synopsis of our episode or and if you're part of the mash experience or a writer or a actor or anything come and join us be part of our podcast yeah we would love to skype you in and include you certainly um if this is your first time listening and you would like to catch up 
that web page, narclaninc.com slash whiskey and mash, has mp3s of all of our back episodes out there. Go over, you can download or stream them right from the web page. Otherwise, you can find all of our episodes on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, or your favorite podcast application. We're out there too. Like I use Podcast Republic on um, Android. So you can find us on any podcast platform. Um, download, subscribe. If you subscribe, all new episodes will be downloaded to your device automatically. And that way you don't have to miss a single single minute of, of the hilarious antics that is Whiskey and Mash. And great information. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> we'll go with that. We'll go with great information <laughs> instead of pulling out of our anyway... Uh, a, uh, that, that's all I really have so shall we end it there okay. with uh, I'm Chris I'm Gloria have, have a, great, a great week see you next time everyone <laughs> oh it's just been an interesting week now yeah. next week Bye.